you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. Psalm 107 and Revelation 12. See, last week we dreamt Jesus' dream for us in our time. Last week we were talking about that. What you really, really want. Jesus really, really wants something for us. And do we really, really want that thing? The thing that Jesus wants? Or do we still really want just what we want? Are we going to modify and change and adjust to be Jesus church? Or we'll be like, I'm just Jeff church. You know, I'm, you know, whoever, whoever you are, I'm my own church. I just do my own thing and I'm my own God. That's what we're saying when we take control. Look, I'm just going to say it. I just say the stuff. I'm my own God. I make my own rules. I do whatever I want. You know, people like that. I do what I want. (laughs) Terrible. Not us. See, hopefully the same thing that you really, really want is what Jesus really, really wants. And we discovered last week that 3,000 souls added to the kingdom is what Jesus really, really wants. Just 3,000 souls, just lickety split. Kabam. Right there they are. He wants that. Does anyone disagree that Jesus wants thousands of souls added right now to the kingdom? Yes, he does. No one's going to fight me on it, right? Good. Don't fight me. (laughs) I'll kill you when you can fight me. All right. He wants people consistently added to the church, even beyond those thousands. We We will not be satisfied with merely thousands of people coming to the Lord. We're. Will we? We will not be satisfied with merely thousands of people just showing up to the kingdom. No, we're going to keep adding people as well. Didn't we see that in the book of Acts? And in people day by day, the Lord added to the church those who are being saved. That's what we want. Thousands at a time and continual people being added. Amen. 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 I know you're working on this ring. Work harder. (laughs) To Jesus' church, people being added to Jesus' church. That's what he wants. See, he's got a plan. We've got to run his plan. Amen. How about this? Not just people being added to the kingdom, but what does kingdom life look like? Enjoying favor with all the people is what that scripture goes on to say. I want you to enjoy favor with all the people. Do you? Yes. Who, who wants to be not favored? No. I'd rather be favored, right? All right can I invite you to talk to me today? Yes. Like engage? Okay. And check it out. No needy person among us. I don't want to see anyone in need or in lack or without. Won't stand for it. Right. We're going to take care of that. Amen. 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 Second Corinthians four verses 13 through 18 say, since we have the same spirit of faith and we do. Amen. 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 Me. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak. We also believe and so we also speak. Amen. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you. Don't miss that. And bring us with you. So often I think we stop at us and I'm saved. I passed go. I collected two hundred dollars. Right. And I'm going to heaven and zippity doo dah. But us with you, it's not good enough for it to stop with me. Let it begin with me. Right. No, and I like better together. And I like the lady on the testimony. She kept saying together and we were doing this together and we're reading together and we're leading together and we're discovering this together. There's a togetherness. If Laura was here today, she would tell you I I assigned her a book to read. Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. You should all read it. It's amazing. That's who we need to become. That's who we need to become. Those who want to do life together. And then we want it so much that we do life together. Amen. (laughs) That is so, so what I want. 
knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. Now check out verse 15. Are you ready for this? You're going to love this. For it is all for your sake. The Holies are running a house church for their sake, the people that they're ministering to. Not so the Holies look all cool, but because they've been given a commission from God. It's like, we got to start a house church, a missional church. We're going to use what we got and we're going to spread it around. Amen. Amen. It is all, say all, All. and then say for your sake. sake. Amen. So that as grace extends to more and more people, say more more and more people. Is it any surprise or any mystery what Jesus wants? No, he wants more and more people. That's it. Easy, right? He wants more and more people to be his. Grace extends to more and more people. It may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Amen. 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 We were talking about I would have lost heart if I didn't know I'd see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, that's faith. That's belief. I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord right here, right now. We do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. (laughs) Someone said, how much weight did you lose? You look like a shadow of your former self. My outer self is wasting away. (laughs) That was a joke. (laughs) Lost like 36 pounds or whatever. Yeah, I'm feeling it. But uh, my inner self is being renewed (laughs) day by day. Oh, praise the Lord. For this light, momentary, Affliction. Now, I know that, that's, that you may sound like, resent that scripture. Oh, light, momentary affliction. This doesn't feel light, and it doesn't feel momentary. It feels heavy, and like it's been going on for a long time. Thank you very much. Right? I mean, let's just be honest. When, when we get in these modes, we're like, this has been too long, and it's heavy. So don't come to me with this light and momentary affliction. But in light of eternity, I love Francis Chan multitude of reasons, but one of the illustrations he gave, there was like a rope that like filled the whole stage, right? And it was like all over the place, right? And then he, he, he picked up this piece and he put like one little piece of tape around it. It was red. He said, this is your life on earth. Mm-hmm. And then our, all the rest of this is time and eternity and everything. It's like, we get so caught up in this. Yeah. Light, momentary affliction. And look, what I'm trying to bring you into is the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Despite the challenges that we all face. Do we face challenges? Raise your hand. We face challenges. But you know what? We have so much goodness because we... (laughs) Jen and I were talking this past week. We talk often about... There are a lot of churches that don't talk so much about how good God can be. And it's like there's like... mm, It's maybe not the full gospel. Right? Maybe this is giving you a partial gospel. And it's like Jesus and salvation and heaven one day. And, and okay, you know, and then like do better and, you know, live holy and all that. That's true and that's right. But like, what about the power of the Holy Spirit working things out on your behalf? Oh, we don't hear much about that. All I'm saying is I have to preach everything that's in here. And I cannot rob you of the truth of everything that's in here. And the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead of the three, we can't leave him out. We can't leave him out. He is that good. And he does have work that he's desperate to do in and through each of us, for us, and for the sake of all of you. Amen. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. Eternal weight of glory. Beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. They come and go. But the things that are unseen are eternal. They last forever. Now, are you in Revelation 12? I'm going to keep this moving along as best I can. Revelation 12, go to verse 10. I'll get there with you on my paper Bible as well. Give you a chance. Revelation's in the back. It's the last one. All right, so just start from the back. Revelation 12. 
starting in verse 10. It says, and I heard a loud voice in heaven. I like it that, that Jesus is like not whispering, right? That the Lord's not whispering. You know, the angel's not whispering. They're like, Amen. they're trying to make themselves known, right? All the heavenly host. Everyone who's up in heaven is like, look, I want you to know this. Are you paying attention? So it's not in a whisper, in a loud voice. John is recording this. It's saying, now, someone say now. Now. The salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. Amen. Oh, that's a good now word, isn't it? Yes. Thank God now. The salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ mm-hmm. have come. Amen. For the accuser of our brothers. Who's that? Who's the accuser of our brothers? Satan, the devil, right? The accuser of our, you're going to love this, of our brothers has been thrown down. You like that? The devil has been thrown down. And, And just picture this with me because I want you to appreciate the scripture more. Okay, like there's like something that's like I can I can push someone and they fall down. Right. I'll push them. There's a difference between pushing someone and they, and they fall down and they're down and like throwing someone down for bam. Right? I'm going to throw you down. I saw Satan fall like lightning. I mean, that's like a serious throw. Body slam sort of situation. Okay? That's what I like. God is not slack concerning his promise. He's not unjust. Right? He is going to handle all of this. And he is not letting the devil mess with you. In fact, that's why he gave you all the authority, the power of the Holy Spirit to come against all these spirits, these demons. And you know what? Mm. Mm. Be quiet. Get on out of here. In the name of Jesus. Easy as that. When you have the Holy Spirit, you're filled with the Holy Spirit of God. You say, demon, be quiet. The demon has no choice but to be quiet. You say, demon, get out of here. Flee, leave, bounce. He has no business staying. He cannot stay. Or she. I don't know if demons are girls. I don't know. Cannot stay. Where am I? Has been thrown down. I love that. See this accuser of the brothers who accuses them day and night before our God. And check out verse 11. And they have conquered him. Wait. What? Pause. Who conquered him? They did. did. Okay. (laughs) Who's they? Because someone has been thrown down. So I think. Oh, someone said brothers. I like that. Brothers. I like that. You know why? Because in a certain sense, Jesus is our brother. Okay? Same father, right? Heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. Like our brother. Okay? We don't treat him casually, you know? We don't punch him in the arm like we punch our brother, you know, or whatever, right? But you get me. People with brothers get me. My brothers used to call me heifers. Brothers are mean, right? Jesus is not mean. That just occurred to me. (laughs) heifers they did it in love I didn't even know what a heifer was back then (laughs) Vince and Brett if you're watching it's for you all right (laughs) they're not watching all right they got their own church all right but look they conquered the accuser of the brethren and you know who this is it's the brothers is Jesus and us. And I'll tell you how. By the blood of the lamb. Look, there's only one sinless, spotless, perfect lamb that gave his life, shed his blood, right? Atoned for our sins. Bought us at a high price. There's only one and his name is? Yes. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Isn't that right? Justin, a powerful name in Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's right. Joseph, powerful name in Jesus. Oh, yeah. 
You know that's right. Now, the blood of the lamb was the thing that we couldn't do, but Jesus could and did. So then where do we come in? Where do we come in? Look, okay, the scripture tells us, right? And by the word of their testimony. They, we, the brethren, said something. We testify. We testify. Can you say that with me? We testify. Say it again. We testify. We say how good God is. We tell people when God does something good for us. When he shows himself faithful to his word like he done said he was going to. That's what we do. They conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they, who's they? Us, Us who? The brothers, the brothers. <laughs> yeah. I would say us and Jesus. Let me tell you why. Because look what it says next. For they loved not their lives even unto death. Who died for us? Does that sound like Jesus didn't love his life even unto death? Didn't we read it this morning in the solid life reading plan? Lord, not my will, but yours be done. If there's another way, do it. If you're not on the solid life reading plan, I implore you, get on the solid life reading plan so we can be reading the same powerful words of God together and then fellowshipping over the word like we have an opportunity to do in these moments. This has been something that the Lord has impressed on me. He's like, you know what? Tell the people, get them back into the Salt Life reading plan. They've been loosey-goosey all over the place, maybe not reading at all, maybe just reading this or that, or, you know, doing their little, they scroll through Facebook and they see that one verse and like, I got my Bible in today. You know, so like, don't let it be you, okay? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got my verse, yeah, I got my Bible reading in. Well, let's, why don't we read at least a chapter of the New Testament together every day? And if not, like, let's read the, the Old Testament and the New Testament. I was loving the Old Testament today. I, well, Samuel. I mean, that, those are my books right there. I love the books of Samuel. First and second Samuel. All right. Um, they love their lives even unto death. They love not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice. See, we can't just let Jesus being the only one rejoicing because he didn't love his life even unto death. We should be rejoicing because we didn't love our own lives even unto death. Remember last week I told you that witness... He said, you'll be my witnesses here, 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 and everywhere. And the word for witness is actually, does anyone remember? Martyr. Martyr. You want to be a witness? You're you're signing up to be a martyr. Yes, I stake my life on this testimony. I'm telling you what happened. And so help me God, right? Live or die. And some people think, well, yeah, well, they're gonna, they may fire me if I open up my mouth about Jesus. Let them fire you. You can get a better job. Amen. I know it sounds flippant for me to say that. You're like, well, easy for you to say. You know what? I'm just at the point in my life. It's like, you know what? My God has proven himself to me too many times to deny that he can do it again. I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to let him do it. And if he says to say this thing and he says, I want you to be a witness and it may cost you something, let it cost. Amen. And then he'll bring something even better. Romans 8, 28 says, God works all things together for good uh-huh. to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yes. Do you love him? Yes. Are you called according to his purpose? Yes. You know you are. <laughs> yes. So we got to start opening up our mouths oh, yes. and saying something. See, this whole series is called Possessing Your Promised Land. All right. We want you to possess your promised land. All right. Every single one of you. Oh, yes. And you can't rely on your spouse You can't rely on your kids. You can't rely on your parents. You can't rely on your siblings. You can't rely on your best friend. You have a promised land to possess and only you can prevent forest fires. (laughs) Only you can possess your promised land. That's a Smokey the Bear reference. Smokey the Bear hasn't been around for a long time. The kids don't know, but Smokey the Bear. We drove down on Main Street, you know, a few weeks ago and there's that sign on the north side of the street, you know, if you're going... West. And um, 
My kid's like, does that sign ever change or is a fire danger always very high? I'm like, we're in the desert, man. It's always very high. You know, I say, I say it ranges from very high to high. You know, if they ever flip it, it just goes down to one. It's never like, y'all right. Just go ahead and just toss that pack, packet of matches out there, you know. Light off some fireworks, why don't you? Like we n- n- never up here do we say that. You have a promised land to possess and you got to go get it. And the Lord has given you everything that you need to do it. So if you, not, if you are not possessing it or haven't possessed it or you're at nowheresville, it's not on God. He's like, I gave them everything they need. It's like if I buy Jane all the ingredients for this cake, where the cake at? I, I went to the store. I paid my money. I brought it home to you. Everything that you wanted, like, let's get in that kitchen and get this cake made. <laughs> I that's what the Lord is saying. I gave you everything. I keep giving you whatever you need. Let's make a cake. All right? Chocolate. <laughs> Pastor Caleb and I both like chocolate cake, and it is enough for a servant to be like his master. And so here we are. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to you, O earth and sea, For the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that the time is short. See, the devil knows that the time is short. Does anyone here know that the time is short? Or do we just like to say the time is short? And then not really do anything about it because the time is so short. What's the time short for? Hold on. Let me just come to you. What is the time short for? Raise your hand so I see who wants wants a piece of this. Henry? What is the time short for? For our sake. For our sake. In what way? Otherwise, uh, we will fall away because of the amount of pressure that the devil brings to us. That even the elect may fall away at the end because the delusion is going to be so strong, the deception. But not us. Say it. Not Not us. We have to have faith that we're not going to be led astray, led away. Amen. John, did you say it? Who said it back here? Joe? I think you said it. Yes. Salvation. Salvation for whom? For us. For us and? And uh, church. Anyone who needs a salvation. Anyone who needs a salvation. Those who need to become Jesus' church. The time is short to get people saved. And the devil knows that the time is short to not get people saved. He wants people to not be saved. And he would love to try to talk us out of our own salvation because we can relinquish it. Let's just as a side doctrinal note. We can give up our salvation. No one can pluck us out of the Lord's hand, but we can jump out. And that's a terrible reality, but that goes along with love and free will. You can choose to be with me. Is you is or is you ain't my baby? I is, Lord. <laughs> I is your baby. So let us, n- no one jump out of his hand. Because it's in our power to be saved or not be saved. He gives us the choice. All right. The devil knows that the time is short. We need a, maybe a greater revelation of how short the time is. And we've got to go out there and make some disciples. We've got to get some people saved we got to teach them everything that Jesus commanded us to do. This is our only option, our only job. We have to do it. And if we're not doing it, shame on us. Shame on us. He's like, I didn't make you do everything. I don't make you responsible for the rain. I take care of the rain. Amen? I take care of your finances. I take care of this and that, all of this. All you got to do... Go live for me. Say something. Open your mouth. Testify. Be a witness. Make disciples. I think we tend to think it's so, so much. Couldn't possibly, Lord. I couldn't possibly be obedient to you. No, we must. Revelation 20, verse 12, says this, And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, And books were opened. Someone say books. Books. Then 
another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. According to what? To what they had done. Not they had even thought or believed. No, according to what they had done. If we miss this, we're missing too much. Jesus said, whoever comes to me, hears my sayings and believes them, does them. We'll build a solid life. You got to do it. You got to do something. Come to Jesus, hear his sayings and do them. Judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. Notice that nobody is talking back to the judge at this point. No one's making a case for themselves. Yeah, but Lord, you know how busy I was. You know that that shed wasn't going to build itself. You know that workshop wasn't going to, you know, make the little tchotchkes by itself. I had to do that. You know those movies weren't going to watch themselves. You know Netflix wasn't going to watch itself. I had to do something. I had to get on it. Right? That Sea-Doo wasn't going to drive itself. That ATV wasn't going to drive itself. What do people do? I don't even know what people do. The, those fish weren't going to catch themselves. Right? I had to do something about that. Sure you did. Maybe you did too much of it and not enough of what I told you to do. Which is what? Make disciples. Make disciples. So... According to the scripture, the, the scriptures that we've been talking about, did you believe? Have any of us believed what Jesus is saying? Okay, good so far. And then, did you therefore speak of Jesus? Okay, we better. Uh, yeah. Did you therefore speak of Jesus and his love and faithfulness and goodness? His mercy. Look, Jesus is not trying to punish you. He's trying to rescue you. So don't be afraid of Jesus. Come to Jesus. Mercy is huge with the Lord. Why don't we, why don't we let people off the hook and just say, you know what? Come on over into the family of God. We'll get you cleaned up over here. You don't have to clean up before you come. Come over here and then the Lord will start cleaning you up. He'll wash you with the water of the word. Right? We're going to wash you with the water of the word. It's going to feel good. It's a, Anyone have hard water up here in your house? Yeah. And some people have those purifiers or the, the water softeners and everything. You ever taking a shower in one of those? You go to some, you know, somebody's house or whatever, stay overnight, like, you know what? What is this miracle? Right? I love this. Right? We need to wash it with the water of the word. We have the pure word of God. It's like that water purifier. It's going to be dripping down you. And it's like feeling all like... Supple and refreshed and, you know, like re rejuvenated. That's all I'm saying. Wash them with the water of the word. And part of that is mercy. He's not trying to punish you. He's not trying to spank you, give you a time out. He's trying to give you a time in. You come on in here with me. You come under the shadow of my wings where I can protect you. That's mercy. I, don't, I, I know what you've done. And right now, I don't really care. Come on, I can forgive all that. Amen. Will you be forgiven? See, this, this is the good news. This is the gospel that we have to give to people. Amen. If we'll give it. Okay, now let me ask you another question. Did you, it's all about you. Did you get and remain full of the Holy Spirit and his power? Yes. Oh, see, now we're getting into some tricky waters over here. The, the Holy Spirit, hang on, hang on. The Holy Spirit. You know, okay, but we're full gospel church. That's right. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all of it. Did you speak the word? Seeing signs and wonders following you to others. Is this our experience? Because this is what should be becoming our experience. That wherever we go, signs and wonders like following me. What's that about here? Oh, signs and wonders. Don't worry about it. Where I go, signs and wonders go. Who wants to invite me over for dinner now? You know what I'm saying? Signs and wonders are going to follow me. 
Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Hey! <laughs> okay. Did you preach the gospel to every creature? Remember Mark 16? That giving of the Great Commission. Did you preach the gospel to every creature? Making disciples, inviting people to follow me as I follow Christ. Is anyone that bold? Has anyone said that? Look, just follow me. Do what I do. As I'm following Jesus, you imitate me. Oh, that's only for the Apostle Paul. No, that's for us. You should be bold and very courageous and say, you know what? Follow me as I follow Christ. If there's something that's not Christ-like, don't follow that, but the rest follow. Just tell them. I will blow it here and there. I'll make a mistake. I'll, something I don't know yet. I'll fix it on, along the way. But those things that I know, I'm telling you from the word, follow that. Right. Follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. Would you practice? Let's just practice that. Follow me, follow as, me. I follow as I follow Christ. If you prefer, you may say, imitate me. Imitate me. As I, no, everybody. Imitate me, imitate me. as I imitate Christ. See, this is what we need to become bold in saying. What do I do? You know what? Just do what I do. Right? Someone's coming. You listen to them. You care about. You love them. I'm going through this thing. What do I do? You know what? Do what? Do it. Do what my wife and I do. Right? The Bible says. Da, 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 da. That's what we do. The Bible says the borrower is slave to the lender, so we don't borrow money anymore. Ta da! Easy as that. And now we're not slave to creditors. Creditors don't call me anymore asking for their payments. You know why? Because I'm not a slave anymore. I did the word. Dave Ramsey was like, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Right? And I'm like, okay. And now we're out of debt. Praise God. It can happen for all of us. That's a good yes song, by the way. It can happen. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Miss Maudie. I doubt Miss Maudie listens to yes very much, but she amen me anyway. That's good. <laughs> Do you live as a witness slash martyr? Not considering your life your own, but instead living for Jesus? A couple of us do. A couple of us bold to say yeah. I want, I want yeah to come from all of you. I want all of us to say yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm living for Jesus. See, you were bought with a price. A very high price. Oh, yes. Not to live your own life, but Christ's life. Right. I, had, I really struggled writing that down. I went back and forth and I, and I had to really like check myself doctrinally. But it's true. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to live the life of Christ. Yes. Like Jesus, the man, lived his life, but we're meant to live the life of Christ. Oh, yes. Okay? Does that make sense? So I, really, I landed there. Ultimately, I landed there. We're not meant to live our own life. Remember going our own way last week? Don't go your own way. Fleetwood Mac. You can go your own way. No, you can't go your own way. Not if you're going to be a follower of Jesus. You can go his way. Right? <laughs> I still like that song. But this is not, it's not what we're teaching. Okay. We're not supposed to live our own lives. We're supposed to live Christ's life. My life stopped when I surrendered my life to the Savior. Is, is that true for you too? I mean, your life stopped. That's what baptism does. It shows everybody, look, I am dying intentionally, willingly. I'm going under the water as if like under the ground, six feet under, right? All of me. And then <laughs> I baptize, I helped Pastor Caleb baptize someone once and I was holding their arm. And like their arm, like the top part of their arm was still out of the water because they, you know, and he's like, no, we got to do it again. It's all, every part's got to go under. I was like, okay, you know, he was, he was discipling me, get the whole thing, everything down there. There's a, there's a comic strip and the preacher's like, everything that goes under the water belongs to the Lord. And the next frame, you see a guy like this, <laughs> holding his wallet up. <laughs> Terrible. Everything goes under the ground, dies. So you can live, come back up in newness of life and live the life of God. That's what baptism demonstrates, right? But, but so often we kind of get in this Billy Joel state of mind. I don't care what you say anymore. This is my life. 
bum, 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 bum. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. Terrible. I love Billy Joel. I would love to meet him. But still, that's the, that's the wrong. We're not preaching that. But I sing these to you so you, you capture it. Are you capturing this? Are you going to picture? Okay. Galatians 2.20 says, <laughs> I should bring this to Allie. She knows. Allie, what does Galatians 2.20 say? Do you remember this? I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. All right. <laughs> the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Amen. We, the Jeffersons and the Littles, we did a whole discipleship thing eons ago. And that was like one of our like foundational verses. So that's like in, ingrained. <laughs> I have been crucified with Christ. Okay. Bink, bink, bink. I'm up there on the cross with Jesus. Yes. I've been crucified with Christ. I don't live anymore. You, Mr. and Mrs. Believer, don't live anymore as your old self. But the life you now live in the body, you live by faith in the Son of God who loved and loves and will forever love you and has given himself up for you. We can't take these lightly. We've got to live for Christ now. So in this series, Possessing Your Promised Land, this is message number eight. And it's called, What Can I Say? Oh, what can I say? Are you, I, haven't been, I haven't been making disciples. What can I say? But last week, we were talking about what you really, really want. And I was hearing the heartbeat of our congregation say, we want to do this. Teach us how. Right. And so I was hearing, this, what can I say? All right. Huh? All right. What can I say to make a disciple? This is where I, it was churning in my heart. Oh, what can I say? How do I, how do I get this out? How do I bring people along with me? So what can I say? Let's answer that question. Look at Psalm 107. We're just going to read the whole thing. I turned there earlier. Now I've got to turn back to it. Psalm 107. Tell me when you're there. Yeah. Me too. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Now, can somebody who just wants to be bold and read verse number two in the microphone? Chloe, please. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've heard Miss Chloe. Read verse number two. Hit it. Let me read. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so, say so. That's a good song. Israel. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Testify. Witness. Martyr. Say some. Say some. Say some. Yeah, say some. <laughs> Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say I've been redeemed. I was bought. Jane wants us to go bowling when we do our little Vegas escape uh, timeshare. And it's expensive. You got to rent the shoes. You got to pay for the thing. And we got a mess of gaggle of kids. And so it's expensive. And so she has been collecting aluminum cans and glass bottles. She's going to get them redeemed for the California redemption value to get the money to go bowling. Amen. See, redemption means something. Redemption means you get something back that was supposed to be yours all along. Yeah. I've been redeemed. We were made perfect. And then Satan got in there, chapter three of the whole thing, not very far in, messed it all up, and Adam and Eve just went along with it. From then on, sin. So we needed a Savior, we needed a redemption. Jesus redeemed us. 
You know, the one we're crucified with, the one who loved us and gave himself up for us. Yeah. He redeemed us from all of that. The curse broken, redeemed from all that. That's blessing, 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 not curse, curse, curse. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If it's so good, you'd be talking about it. If you're not talking about it, it's not actually good enough for you yet. You don't know how good it is yet. That's the trick. You don't know how good it is yet. That's why I keep preaching to you, telling you how good God is. Whom he has redeemed from what? Trouble. Any of you gotten some trouble in your life? <laughs> Aaron, put your hand up. <laughs> he, he just, he's just sitting there smiling at me. Yeah. We've all been in some trouble, right? Yeah. <laughs> and gathered in from the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Is there any place that's not included? North, south, east, and west? No, it's all included, right? So again, it's everybody. Look at verse 4. Some wandered in desert wastes. Is this hitting a little too close to home for somebody? Just wandering around in the desert, wasting away. We live in the high desert, in case any of you are in some like lush valley somewhere. You're like, ah, we live in the desert. And some of us have just been wandering, not knowing what to do with ourselves, not being redeemed. Some finding no way. Hold on, let me, let me look at that in my paper Bible. To a city to dwell in. They can't even find their way to a city. We got some cities around here. We got some city pastors around here, right, Carla? And we're going to help you possess your promised land. And become redeemed and, and quit the wilderness wandering and all that. And get into success of what God wants for you. Start living in that. Go in and possess and multiply and live there. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And check this out. And he delivered them from their distress. Come on, can you say that? He delivered them from their distress. Get excited about it, though. He delivered them from their distress. That's good. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. See, God wants you in a vibrant, thriving city as his people. Who lives in Victorville? Show me your hands. All right. Carla, would you stand up, please? This is Pastor Carla. Pastor's the city of Victorville, and she is going to be a prime person for you, a prime shepherd for you. So if you live in Victorville, I want you to develop a relationship with this woman of God. It is her heart to see you possess your promised land. Amen. Who lives in Hesperia? That's Jen and me. That's Jen and me. If we're not close enough, we need to get closer. Okay? So, you know what I like. Chicken enchiladas, Mountain Dew, you should invite us over, we'll be there. I'll be there. No, Allie says no Mountain Dew anymore because I'm a gallbladder route. All right, look. And if you want to come over to our house, you can come over to our house, all right? Let's just, let's make something happen. Okay, Hesperia? Yes, Norma? You got it. Come on, write it down. Okay. And online, you may be like, what is this? Why is he messing around? This is not messing around. This is life together. Yes. All right. And if you need somebody, you, you write in. <laughs> I don't know. What you, put on the app. Put on your service card. I want somebody. And, and we're going to find you somebody. Okay. Amen. Am I looking at the right camera? All right. Good. Now, I, want, I just want to have a connection with you. Amen. Wherever you are, we want to be here for you. Amen. But you got to let us. You got to let us know where you are. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. <laughs> All right. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. To dwell in. I love that. Oh, can't go there. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul. Anyone longing? Unsatisfied? He satisfies that heart, that soul. And the hungry soul he fills. Isn't that good? Who's hungry? <laughs> yeah. Hungry soul. 
He fills with what? Good things. Come on. Some, now watch, some were wandering in the desert. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death. Do you know people like this? Is, has this been you? Just sitting there in the shadow of death, in darkness, prisoners in affliction and in irons, bound up with stuff, right? Could be lust, could be rage, could be poverty mentality, could be whatever. But you're bound up with this. Maybe you're bound up with something like addiction, alcoholism, drugs, people. It's a real thing. The Lord has come to set us free. Prisoners in affliction and in irons. Maybe you've actually been in prison, like imprisoned. I cannot get out. For they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he bowed their hearts down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And then what? What did he do? Read it. Well, we we got to get the scripture up for you to like be able to play my games. They cried to the Lord in their trouble. And then he what? Delivered them from their distress. That's right. Here we are again. The Lord delivering people from their distress. I love the Lord. He brought them out of the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. I like this imagery. Again, it's like that thrown down, right? He, he didn't, he didn't like just take a key. Where'd that key at? You know, click, click and took the shackles off. He burst their bonds apart. I like that. Anyone have a little girl? You watched Tangled when that came out and it was all the raid. We watched Tangled like a zillion times in our house. Remember those two, those two guys and like they got the spear and like, bah! They got the thing in the, in the shackles. Does anyone remember that part in the snuggling, snuggling duckling? Yeah. yeah. Burst their bonds apart. I like that. It's a good picture. The Lord is not trying to just like, well, let's just make, let me walk over here and get the key. Which, which key is it? I got about four billion keys here. It's not that one. It's not. No. Boom. And, it's, and you're free. This is the gospel. This is the good news that we have for people. God will set you free. Are we telling people that? We should be telling people that who are caught up in stuff. You don't want to be smoking cigarettes anymore. I'll tell you who can help you if you want to be helped. I tell you, you want to give up that booze. I'll tell you who can help you. Right. You want to give up pornography. I'll tell you who can help you. Amen. Whatever it is. I mean, you can't even shock us anymore. We've heard it all. Right. And it's good that we hear it, too. You know, look right on your service card. I got to stop going to prostitutes. Uh-huh. We've gotten that. Yeah. Can I? I'm just telling you the truth. Is, am I offending you? I hope I'm not offending. I'm not telling you the reality. I don't care what you're caught up in. The Lord wants to break your bonds apart. Amen. And he can do it. Amen. Some were fools through their sinful ways. Verse 17 says. Fools. Anyone ever feel foolish? Been foolish? Because, and because of their iniquities, because of their bad behavior, they suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he what? Do we see a pattern emerging? Does the Lord want to keep us in bondage or does he want to deliver us from our distresses? You know that's right. And he sent out his word and healed them. This is a good one for those of you who are sick. He sent out his word and healed them. And delivered them from their destruction. It's like the Lord just can't help himself. He's like, I'm going to be this good. But wait, there's more. And this good. But wait, there's more. And this good. And if you act now, I'll throw in, you know, I'll even cover the shipping. Like the Lord is like so good. Let them, he call in the next 20 minutes. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. That's you. And that's everyone who you come in contact with. Okay? Wondrous works. And let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving. And what? Tell of his deeds in songs of joy. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Tell of his deeds. In songs of joy. Some went down to the sea. See, here's the thing. 
I know we're going to go back to Psalm 107, but it's like, what can I say? Say something. Say something. I don't, I don't have the perfect words. I'm not eloquent. I, I can't speak, Lord. You sound like Moses. And you know, if you, sound, if you go to the Lord like Moses, you know who you're going to get? Aaron. The calf just jumped out of the fire. I don't know what happened. Shut up, Aaron. I, I'm, I'm frustrated with Aaron. So, but look, why don't you, when the Lord says, I need you to speak, say, yes, Lord. Be like Samuel. Here I am, Lord. Your servant is listening. Here I am. I'll, I'll, I'll say what you want me to say. And then he, he did. And the Lord's going to rip that kingdom out of your hands because of this, you know, your pride. Look, he said it. It broke his heart and he said it. Sacrifice. Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. There's a lot of you who are focused in whatever you're putting your hands to in your business. Look, we, you don't work, you don't eat. You got to work, right? You got to do, do something. Don't expect someone else to feed you or work for you. You go do your work. Everyone needs a job. Just have kids and, and find out or just get a dog. Everyone needs a job. Everyone needs a job or else they start going crazy, right? And we've been given work to do. Go make disciples. But the thing is that when we're only thinking about our jobs, workaholics, we're missing the bigger picture. You know what? Put the email away. Come home. Eat dinner with your family. Lead your household. Okay, men. I'm talking to men. Lead your household. Amen? You're not too busy. You don't have too much work. Set it aside. Clock out. All right? Clock out. Read your Bible. Clock out. Make a phone call. Invite someone over for dinner and minister to them with the word. Clock out of the job. and Be, be about the Lord's work. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Jesus had some business. He said, I must be about my father's business. We can take some cues from Jesus. They were doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. For he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wit's end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And guess what he did? He delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What can he say? Something. For his wondrous works to the children of man. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turns, look at verse 33. He turns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salty waste because of the evil of its inhabitants. You're like, I thought you were going to give me a good scripture. <laughs> I am. But look, yeah, it's coming. Wait for it. <laughs> Who knows that things don't always go right? Yes. You look around our world right now, it's like, that ain't right. That ain't right. Linda, am I telling the truth? That ain't right. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. That's not God's way. And we see it all over the place. Six dollars a gallon. That's, the Lord doesn't like it. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll get you the money for your gas. Don't worry about it. No, but there are, there are significant things, though. Right? Hey, it's June. That's all I'm going to say. Got some things we got to work out. Okay? We got to work out, and we have to work them out in love. Okay, not hate, not fear, not anger. No, what's there to be angry about? If you're angry at anyone for their sin, you need to be angry at me for my sin, just as vigorously. Okay, you treat me as bad as you treat anyone else for their sin. Deal? Deal? It means treat them real good. We love everybody. Everyone's, everyone's working through something. 
right? We have life being called into question. Is that even a life? Is that even a life? Or is it just some kind of tissue? It's a life. Given enough time, it's going it's to work on its own. Right? Whose body is it? Not yours. It's its body. His or hers. Right? Given enough time, it's going to work on its own. Let it be brought. There's some things that God sees. It's not good. And, and he will not just stand idly by and be like, well, I just could keep blessing everything no matter what. It's not true. Look at this. Turns rivers into a desert. We want it to go the other way, Lord. Right? Desert into rivers. But look, he turns a desert into pools of water. I told you I was going to get to the good part. But we, there's no good news without the bad news. Is that true? We learned that in Operation Solid Lives. There's no good news without the bad news. I got to tell you the bad news first. Or else the good news would be like, meh, whatever. No, no, it could be really bad. It is really bad. You're really bad. I'm really bad. But Jesus, right? So here's the good news. He turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water. And there he lets the hungry dwell. And they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. By his blessing, they multiply greatly, and he does not let their livestock diminish. Look, you workaholics, he'll grow your business. Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. But don't keep striving after something. The work will still be there tomorrow. Okay? If I've learned anything in all my years, the work will be there tomorrow. Sometimes you just got to say enough and enough, I put it away. And anymore, I'm like, I cannot sit in this chair. I hurt. I can't sit here anymore. I got to get up, right? And so I just, I get up and I walk around. I just leave. It's like, you know what? This will wait till tomorrow. Amen. Clocking out. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, evil, and sorrow, he pours contempt on princes and makes them wander in trackless wastes. But he raises up the needy out of affliction and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad. And all wickedness shuts its mouth. How oh, I dig that. All wickedness shuts its mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Let me give you one more scripture and then we'll close. Revelation 22. I'm going to give you verse 7 and verse 17. Deal? Jesus says, and behold, I am coming soon. Remember, the devil knows that the time is short. And Jesus said, I'm coming back soon. Soon. And who knows that it's only sooner now than it ever has been. You're older than you've ever been. And now you're even older. And now you're even older. And now you're even older. That's a good song. And it's true. It's only sooner now than when I just said it a minute ago. Jesus comes sooner now. We're closer now. The time is short. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Look at verse 17 says, The spirit and the bride say, Come. Who's the bride? We are. Come. Those who believe and follow Jesus, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. See, there are people who they don't have what we have. They're not quenched yet. We're quenched. We have fullness of the spirit. We got rivers pouring out of us, right? There are people who are still thirsty. We need to be saying something to them so that they say, come. Right? So that they come to the Lord and then they start telling other people, come to the Lord. Let the one who desires Take the water of life without price. Who is ready to say something this week for the Lord? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Even in the tech booth, I see those hands. Praise the Lord. We need to say something. If not you, who? Let me ask you this. Are there so many people 
talking to you about Jesus out there in the marketplace. So many people asking you what church you go to, asking you, hey, did you read your Bible today? Hey, do you know what I saw in the word? Hey, did you know that God has an answer to this thing in your life? Is anyone talking to you and having these conversations? So guess what's not happening? The people are not saying so. People everywhere are not saying enough. And I'm not just saying them. We are not saying, I'm not saying enough. But I'm trying. The Lord, the Lord has gotten my attention and I, this is what I'm bringing to you. We don't want anyone to go to hell, amen? I need hearty amen from that. We don't want anyone to go to hell, amen? Like say it, say amen. Like just say it out of your mouth, amen. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm looking at you. I want people to say so. Say it. We have, to, we have to get comfortable opening up our mouths and saying things. And I'm not just going to let you get away with not saying things or falling asleep during service. I'm not going to let you get away with it. I'm going to call your name. I'm going to look at you, right? And I'm going to say, come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If we're not speaking up and we know that no one's speaking up to us, then who's speaking anything? The spirit and the bride say come and let those who are thirsty come. How are the thirsty going to come in here if we're not saying and if we're not making any invitations? And of course, you, you realize that I'm not saying this building or the, you know, I'm saying to the Lord Jesus, to the fullness of salvation and their promised lands. No one's getting anything if we're not saying anything. So we got to start saying something. We got to start saying, you know what? I do have stuff to give. I have, I have a place that I live. I can bring some people in here. We can study how to become Jesus Church, the church that Jesus wants. Why don't we do that? Why don't you open up your home? It's not too late. It's never going to be too late. There's going to be a book. We have been having getting, we have been getting booklets every week. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have the seven booklets out there ready for the, you know, week number seven, the mission. <laughs> it's good. I'm excited. It's going to be bound in a big book. Well, big-ish. And so, and, and it's going to be refined. There's going to be a couple tweaks here and there. You're going to get the most updated version. Start another Jesus Church Bible study. It's like, if I, give, if I give some helpful scripture to you, you think it's the last time I ever use that scripture with anybody? No. In fact, I've learned this about myself. I have some go-tos, right? I have some things that come up frequently. Because, you know, people get sick, right? And he sent his word and healed them. I use that one all the time. By his stripes, we were healed. This is a reality already for us. Let's, let's enjoy the healing. Let's dim the lights. Let's pray. Can we... In humility, acknowledge maybe we haven't spoken up enough. Maybe we haven't said enough. Maybe we haven't said anything. Maybe I'm timid and I don't think I know enough. Remember what we learned. You just share, even if you know one thing, share that one thing that you know of the goodness of the Lord. Share that with somebody. Share. It's a good principle. Share. Just say it. Give it away. Freely you've received. You're meant to freely give. Give it away. Give it away now. Give it away now. Thank you. Lord, we come to you in humility. And we, we just recognize, yeah, we haven't said enough. We haven't spoken consistently. <laughs> Even the things that we do say, sometimes we're mealy-mouthed about it. And we're, we're wishy-washy and say, well, maybe God will, maybe God won't. No, Lord, we put all of that aside. We're committing ourselves. In fact, would you just out of your own mouth again, would you say these words? Something to the effect of, Lord, I will say what you want me to say. I'll say it when you want me to say it. I won't be embarrassed of you or your words. Come on, this is the scripture. Whoever's in, who is ever ashamed of me or my words, I will be ashamed of him before my father. Let's not be those people. So say, I won't be ashamed of you or your words but I will speak them with joy and thanksgiving. I will speak mercy to people and grace and love and truth 
for their benefit. Use me to win people into your family through my testimony. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you that that work is done. Help me to do the work that I still have. Give me the words to say. And as one of the redeemed, I will speak them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God will answer that prayer. It's like, if any one of my kids would be like, Dad, can I just go clean the garage? Yes! Yeah. Yes, right now. What do you need? You know? Do you, I mean, I'll give you anything. Right? That's what the Father is saying to you. I'll give you anything that you need to do what I'm telling you to do. What I want you to do. Will we do it? I, like it's Father's Day. I'm tempted to, you know, men, are you man enough to put your pride aside? Put your fear aside. Oh, they're going to they're, they're gonna think this of me. They're going to think I'm whatever. Let them. Because I would rather they get free or have an opportunity to get free and come into the kingdom in eternity with God forever than go to hell. I'd rather that. And even if they don't take it and they're going to think I'm a wimp or whatever, or, I don't care. I don't care. Because the upside is so much better. Upside way outweighs the downside. But this goes for everybody, not just men. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Would you say so? Amen.